Welcome to The Walk, a devotionals podcast for worshipers. In this episode, Jamie Jamgosian, who's a songwriter, worship leader, and artist, tells her story of coming to faith. Here we go. so great to be here today with you guys. Um, I've been looking forward to this time together, honestly, because worship and worship music played such a significant role in my life. Um, When I was 21, I was studying jazz piano at Berkeley, and it was the first time I was introduced to what we now call worship music. Growing up in Boston, we didn't have the Christian radio stations or the churches with their hands raised that I knew of or anything like that. I had visited a few churches and would call myself maybe a churchgoer, but was not yet a follower of Christ. And um, I'll try to keep this short, but it was through a classmate who was so on fire for the Lord and she gave me a cassette tape. So I'm dating myself, but it had one song on it, Shout to the Lord, that she bootlegged because this was a long time ago <laughs> when we thought it was okay to do that. And um, I was just in a, a season of life that maybe some of you are in when who listen to this podcast. I was broken. I was discouraged. I was a little lost and um, looking for truth, searching. And I can remember she said, you have to listen to this song. I know you're going to love it. And I turned it on and I remember hearing Darlene check. For the first time I had ever heard worship music, um, she sang, nothing compares to the promise I have in you. And I wanted to know who this you was, Jesus. I wanted to know what I felt when I listened to this music versus my, gosh, back then, Debbie Gibson, Gloria Estevan, whoever would have been the pop star of the day, dating myself again. But I felt something different. I now know I felt the spirit of God. I felt the anointing, the presence of the Lord literally come into my room, my little dorm room that day as a 21-year-old girl into music searching. And I I think that's what I, where I want to land today is the power and the presence of God. The worship is the vehicle, but it's his presence that changes us and as a worship leader now, as we get into his presence, then what does it say? The joy of the Lord comes, peace in his presence comes, clarity, direction, just giving him honor, giving him glory. But back then I wouldn't have known any of that. So worship to me is coming to know the person of Jesus more and coming back to him more. And I think now, 25 plus years later, sometimes I get grieved Um, And I'm guilty of this, too, when our worship becomes all about us or, you know, me, me, me. And I'm like, we just need to bring it back to you, Lord. And um, just the authenticity I felt that morning listening to Shout to the Lord for the first time. um, I just feel like God's calling us back to that place of simplicity and true heart. I call it heart worship, one-on-one worship, my Jesus time, whatever you want to call it, but just coming back to him in that place of truth and authenticity in spirit and in truth, I believe is what he is asking each one of us for. So a bit of my story is I, I come to know the Lord through that song. 
which is kind of crazy. I went back to the classmate and said, I need to know about this Jesus, <laughs> the shout to the Lord. And she ends up leading me to the Lord, giving me my first Bible. And I could not get enough of who God was and found a local church in Boston and did experience what corporate worship then looked like and could not get enough of that, just being in God's presence and being around other like-minded um, believers and growing and just all I wanted was more truth. And uh, that led me to Seattle, Washington, where I got to be part of a beautiful movement at a, a great church out there, which led me to Nashville and all the music stuff. Um, the Lord has so graciously opened up these last 20 years. But I think today my heart just wants to get back to the basics, back to simplicity, back to why we worship, who we worship, and um, spending time with him this morning as you listen. So something I feel like the Lord has really been stretching me with and putting on my heart um, that does go back to my testimony is just going back to the basics. No more striving, no more trying to figure things out. Literally, when you first meet the Lord, there's such a place of raw surrender, raw trust. Um, I can remember just being like, oh, Jesus says to do that in the Bible. I'm going to do that. Oh, he doesn't want me to do that. I'm not going to do that. It's just that beautiful, uh, I called it like blind obedience. I didn't even know. But if but if God said it in his word, I would do it. And I think sometimes in our walks, uh, five years in, 10 years in, 20 years in, 25 years in, we can start to complicate things and we can start to almost think that we need to conjure up things or make things happen. And I know with Jesus, um, the most beautiful times I have with him is just when I'm alone with my Bible, my journal, my keyboard, and I'm just pouring my heart out to him with my own words, my own song, whatever he's putting on my heart that morning. And recently, God has been taking me to the book of Proverbs. It's Proverbs 31, 25. And it says, She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. And there is so much anxiety and fear and chaos and confusion, as we all know, in, in the atmosphere, in the spiritual realm of our world right now. But when we get back to who God is, who we are in Him, our identity in Him as a son or a daughter of God, that brings such peace and that brings such confidence even. And my God is in control of all things. When we come back, Jamie talks more about our need for strength this year, but not just the physical kind, spiritual strength built on a surrendered heart. But first, I had a great conversation with Aaron Stewart from Planning Center, who is this episode's sponsor. We started Planning Center to solve a need in our own church, and we wanted to keep focused on solving things we cared about and that we felt like we had solutions for. And at the beginning, it was worship teams. As time went on, we saw a lot more areas in the church that could use our help that we 
gained new passions for. And so we developed products to help people give, to connect the small groups, to register for events, to maintain their entire church calendar. And now we're an entire church management system that can make sure that all of that administration from your church happens in one central place. Since so many of us use Planning Center to plan out our worship services, I asked Aaron what are some of the other features that our audience should know about. Our people membership database is especially helpful to make sure that none of the people fall through the cracks. And there are lots of features to make sure that you know what's happening in your church so that you can prevent that and reach out to people. The second part is our groups product, which keeps anybody in small groups or other types of groups not only connected with each other by being able to have like a chat app on their phone, but also to make sure that they're connected with the church as well. And then finally, I asked him about some of the great stories of people using Planning Center and and being blessed by it. The types of stories that I especially love hearing are from people who are bivocational. They have a different job and are trying to help out their church in whatever ways they can. And being able to use software that they can get on their phone or from their work or from um, from home that helps them organize the church and helps make sure that they are following up on the people that they care about at church um, is one of the things that I love that Planning Center empowers anybody to be able to do. We'll put the link in the show notes, but of course you can head over to planningcenter.com to check out more. And thanks again, Aaron, for your time. And also, just one more reminder, head over to songdiscovery.com with your latest music. We want to hear it. Okay, back to Jamie. He's been speaking to me about this word strength and how how we need to be strengthened in this coming year. And so I've just been asking him, what does that look like? And I feel like he's taking me back to that 21-year-old girl the basics, getting back into just a true hunger for his word, not for any other reason of needing a direction or what to do or need to hear from you, God, but just to know him more, to know his truth, to know what he says. Um, when there's so much your truth being spun around in our in our world right now, what does God say? What does his word say? His ultimate truth say? Um, getting back to basic prayer time, not when I'm even necessarily praying for my needs and my family and the things I desire, but asking God, what's on your heart? What do I need to pray into today? And, you know, maybe it's for my city, maybe it's for our country, maybe it's for different things going on in the world. And then of course, you know, personal private prayers, getting back to the basics of worshiping to worship Jesus for no other reason, not to put a set list together, not to Um, write a new song for a new project. None of that. Simple, one-on-one, first love, adoration, worship, where you just allow the songs and the melodies to come out of your heart to Him in such a pure place that I remember uh, when I was 21. That was just my greatest desire was just to get behind my keyboard and sing to Him before I even knew that Nashville had a whole worship music genre. (laughs) So I guess this word strength and bringing us back to basics to me just comes from a heart posture of God. I want more of you. I've seen you move mountains. I've seen you heal. I've seen you deliver. I've seen you do really incredible things in my life. Promises come true. I never would have thought of dreams that aren't there yet. Things I'm still waiting on, but coming back 
to you because he will strengthen us. Another verse that he's been really highlighting with this word strength um, and not striving is in the book of Psalms. It's Psalms 84, 7. It says this, They go from strength to strength till each appears before him in Zion. And I think we can draw strength from ourselves sometimes. We're all guilty of it. We can draw strength from getting wisdom from people, even people we look up to that, you know, have more wisdom than us. But I think true strength just comes from settling our hearts down in Christ, asking God, what do you say? What does your word say about this situation? What do you want me to do? And allowing him to strengthen us spiritually, even mentally, emotionally, physically. I felt like when he um, challenged me, it wasn't just to strengthen my spirit. I think for some of us listening, we're good with like listening to another podcast and, you know, getting into the word. And But maybe there's some other areas that he wants to strengthen. I feel challenged even physically to have had some health challenges. Am I taking care of this temple you've given me, Lord? And whether that be walking or more water or whatever that might be, or emotionally, am I allowing the Lord? um, He cares about our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. Am I allowing him to tend to those areas of our lives um, and to strengthen that area of life as well? So this concept of God making us strong, nothing else, not our titles, not our positions, Not what we do, not our financial bank account, not where we live, not what we're known for, but we're known to be strong, strong in the Lord, strong in his word, strong in who he says we are, which is so simple, a son or a daughter of God. And that is where you find your strength. So let me pray over you today. Lord, I thank you that you are our strength. You're our shield. You're our defender. God, you're everything we need you to be right in this very moment. Whatever your son or your daughter is needing actually comes back to you. And so, Jesus, would you help us to just posture our hearts? Would you take each one of us back to the beginning, back to the basics? Maybe for some it's not when they were 21 in a dorm room listening to shout to the Lord. But would you take them back to that place where they first encountered you and your love, and your truth? And would you strengthen us? God, I'm thinking for those who are weary today. I'm thinking of those who are weary physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Would you come in and upgird them through your word, through prayer, through just getting away with you for no other reason, God, but to spend time with you? For the worshipers listening, the worship leaders listening, Would you help us just to get away with you and just sing to you and play to you and worship you for no other reason than to pour out our hearts to you? Because that's then when you come and you fill us with your presence of joy and peace and all those things are the added benefits, but it's really just that time alone with our first love. So would you strengthen people even in that area of getting back to you? Lord, I pray that he or she would be clothed this year with strength, and dignity, and that we would laugh without fear of the future. God, for anyone that is fearful today or anxious today or just feels caught up in the chaos of life, I pray they would take a minute just to 
center themselves with you to take a few deep breaths and just to come back to who you are in their life. Son, daughter, called, anointed, set apart, but simply loved by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And would you be the one to give us strength today? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jamie, for being a part of our podcast. We're inspired by your strength and your great leadership. I'm going to play out this episode with a song that Jamie wrote and performed called Beautiful Story. As always, special thanks to Matt McCarty for producing and editing today's episode. Jacob Fairclough produced our theme song, The Walk is brought to you by Worship Leader, which is an authentic media brand. I'm Joshua Swanson. Here's Beautiful Story.
Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.